Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Chat of the Wild is a part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find out more information, as well as other great shows, go to greenlitpodcast.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. Gaiden. In this season, we are playing through Ari and the Secret of Seasons. In this episode, we're finishing that game. Once again, Modus Games was kind enough to supply us with copies of this game to play through. So thank you, Modus Games, for uh, giving us the opportunity to play through this strange, most somewhat delightful, sometimes confusing game. If you enjoyed this show... <laughs> the end. <laughs> and, that's, and that's my review. So, yeah, last episode, we finished the last temple. Uh, we had one more to go through, and that was the Winter Temple. Uh, as per every other one, we go back to the Dome of Seasons, and mm. we talk to... We're, to we're, we're made to talk to the... Um, Guardians. The Guardians... Yeah. Of seasons. Bryn's the only and, one we can talk to right off the bat. Right. Uh, and we are told by Bryn that Crocus was not responsible for Flynn dot disappearing. Yeah, he kind of fills us in on the final bits that we don't know about. He, right. he, he was jealous of, our, of Flynn's abilities, but he was not directly responsible for whatever happened to him, which we still don't get that. Well, it, it's just... Crocus turned around and then heard a terrible sound. And when he looked, Flynn was gone. Just completely yeah. gone. Uh, he, he ran, right? Like he, uh, I think we find out later Flynn like tried to fight and Crocus wussed out. But he's, you know, Flynn's presumed dead. We, we haven't found the body, but he's presumed dead. Right. And okay, we'll get to it because I feel like I want to say some things right now, but we'll get to the very end <laughs> and then we'll wrap our heads around what actually happened here. Yeah, for for right now, all we need to know is that Flynn or Crocus had nothing to do with Flynn actually getting whatever Flynn got. Yes, our young Prince Crocus was not responsible for Flynn disappearing. Yes. Uh, so we're told to go and they, they, they basically tell us where to find the last temple. Yeah. We, we have the... to talk to Luckton in place of like yeah. our dad. If you know, it would be the, the winter guardian would be here to be like, Hey, go right. to the winter place. And they basically say, Oh, it's been under our nose this whole time kind of thing. Uh, as I said in the last episode, I went there by accident. So I remember exactly where it was. It was near the long elevator that we took early on. Uh, there's a little cave behind it that you can climb up a vine wall and go in there. Yeah. Uh, they, they do wonder if we should wait until we have backup because they only sort of like half mention it from time to time that there are other apprentices running around. There's two more. I miss that. Yeah, yeah, like so they're like, should you wait for them? Which they never say where the apprentices are. They say, should we wait for them? Should we wait for the backup? I mean, we know there are apprentices since Flynn and Crocus are apprentices, but what are they doing during this yeah. global crisis? Yeah, we, we don't know where the hell these people are. And furthermore. We never go to the the cave or the dungeon where Flynn disappeared. You would think that would be first and foremost of there's weird stuff going on. Maybe we should investigate Flynn's disappearance, but no. Well, we have to touch. We have to take care of these these wiggy uh, crystal shards that are messing up our seasons first. Then we can go look into that. Yeah, it's all. It's they're saving it all for the sequel, right? 
yeah. which I which I would not have seen coming. <laughs> so we go uh, we go into the temple, and I I'll just say I think this was my favorite one. Uh, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, navigating through this one because honestly, when we first get into there, I just thought I I was actually really impressed with the design of it. Because it's basically a library. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And when we get to the end of it, I, I they don't say it explicitly, but in my head canon, what the people of um, what's the name of the town that we're Yule at? Yule uh, the people of Yule uh, discovered where the ancient technology was, and they basically built a research center out of it. As opposed to the other ones where maybe some of them like worshipped it or something like that, where the the town of Yule is a much more like educated and scientific sort of group uh, compared to the other the other villages that it made sense that they had this library just outside of it to figure out all of this stuff. That's my head canon. At least they'd never actually say that. I I saw in the in the little plaque, or maybe I'm imagining that I read this that they said that this is where the secrets of the seasons were supposed to be kept. And it was guarded by the samurai dogs. Yes. I kept expecting to see a samurai dog, but there were no samurai dogs. So maybe that was just, well, that's something the guy that, that sold yeah. us. The samurai dog is the guy that sells us the upgrades. Right. Yeah. But, but, but their, they, their clan is the, they are oh, technically sure. supposed to be the guardians of, of the winter temple. Hmm. So, but I, I will say we we talked about it in the group chat, uh, specifically on like the notes and some of the world building. I went out of my way after hearing I was the last one of our group to actually beat the game, uh, but hearing you guys talk about how like you were kind of confused, you missed some of the notes. I made a point to actually go through and collect every single note, and still I missed some things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because when you're talking, you're talking about the clan of samurai dogs. Never saw that, so I apparently should have also been triple reading the placards as I was going through as well. They're pretty long too. Yeah. Uh, but we go into this area, uh, and the, at the entrance, it is like I said this this giant library. It's like a multi level library uh, that we have some laser puzzles in there, uh, but we get a lot of uh, ice formations in this one uh, more so than any other one. I feel like that that's kind of the, the way we get around is by ice platforms or ice stairs or, you know, like a, a big, uh, what, what uh, the corkscrew stair spiral, uh, yeah, spiral staircase, spiraling staircase made out of ice, mm-hmm. which I got to say all the way up to the end of this, I still was like, this is really cool. Yeah. This, even at this point, there were parts where I'm like, Okay, that's awesome. This dungeon was clearly a labor of love for someone. And I feel like the the summer dungeon and the uh, the summer dungeon and the spring dungeon were kind of the same idea of mm-hmm. you know, you're you're messing with water. Oh, I should say the fall dungeon. Summer and fall dungeon were the same idea. You're messing with water. Fall dungeon was or spring dungeon was whatever. But this one was cool because there were interesting puzzles and it wasn't something we had done before. It was a, a new way to traverse the world and use the seasons. So that was refreshing. Yeah, and I, I like how we're, we're solving puzzles to move a one of the season stones that we can that will amplify the season power. And like you're moving it up floors as you go, mm-hmm. which will help you, you know, solve the complete puzzle. Yeah. Once we get through like the library entrance, we do have this this big open area with these two towering buildings that we have to basically go up to each of them. And each building is its own platforming puzzle. And while the platforming in this game isn't necessarily great, I actually really enjoyed making my way up of these, even even when it did get hard. And we do have a, uh, we have to use our new little item that we get as well, which I don't like the item, but I like what it's used for (laughs) because it's just a pebble. Yeah, (laughs) that was, that was shocking because we already have a winter, we already have season pebbles and it was another winter pebble. 
Yes. But it's a, a platform maker. Right. If you shoot a pebble without selecting a season at ice, any kind of like ice formation, you can make a platform appear. Yes. And I just thought when I saw that, I was immediately like, oh, that is cool. I understand all of the navigation now of where I'm like, oh, I couldn't get these things here. I couldn't do that because now they're just going to give me the ability to throw down platforms wherever I want. And this is this is a very flattering sort of thing, maybe way too flattering, but it almost reminds me of something like a portal game where you can sort of place your own thing anywhere in the world within reason Mm -hmm. uh, in order to navigate. And it gives you sort of your own traversal options. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can have up to three out at a time. And so like when when we were inside in the first part, there is a big. Uh, room where you you get onto the second floor and it's open but there are doors around the like it's a it's a big circle and so in order to get across to where things are being kept you have to place your platform strategically so it's a lot of puzzles kind of like that or either to get across something or to scale something right and certain ice anchors that might be like uh stuck to some kind of like chandelier when you fire at them, they'll spin around. Yeah. So that adds a little bit more challenge on there every once in a while where you maybe want to be like, okay, I put this one here. Uh, I did find myself doing it a lot where I would end up put a platform down and then put a platform just like right above me in front of me just so I can get a little bit of elevation. Yeah. And then maybe accidentally doing it too close and it pushes me off. I don't know if that happened to any of you guys. I had that happen a few times. I It was helpful to put a, another platform right above you for the elevation. The issue I had is when you get to the super fast spinning platforms later in the dungeon, is that if you jump and you grab onto the ledge, it doesn't lock you into the speed of the platform. So if you make a platform and it's rotating around um, around a column, then you can latch onto the ledge. And as Ari pulls herself up, you'll drop down because yeah. the platform has oh, moved. I didn't see that. Yeah, that happened to me a lot too. Huh. It only happens yeah. on some of them if the where there's hanging ice pillars and they rotate quickly. There's a couple different speeds. So it's only a few platforms that'll do it, but it is super annoying when it happens. Hmm. Yeah, and did we yeah. did we do the there was there's the one room with like the the four switches and the three ice blocks. And I think that was before we get the ice pebble or we, the ice pebble didn't help us there, but like, uh, there's also an elevator and we had to like push an ice block up to an elevator to get to a different switch. And it was this one big switch puzzle room. Yeah. I, actually, I remember that. I actually kind of like, yeah. yeah, I think it, is that before the two tower one? Yes. It's in one of the I towers. Think. I think it's the, uh, no, it's the last, I think it's the last one before we get outside to the towers. No, it's in one of the towers. It is? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we do have the ice pebble at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's some interesting stuff that they do with uh, pushing a block around where you need to create ice, uh, an ice dome, to in order to move this ice block, because otherwise it's just water or moisture or or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, like like, like weird, dense fog and... But when you do that, it also creates walls around you. So you have to sort of push it around there and keep moving your thing back and forth. And I I just enjoyed this immensely, even knowing and having seen so many uses of ice in this game, still doing this. And I was like, okay, this is cool. This is still, they're still coming up with new creative ways to use these season abilities. Mm-hmm. To, to harken back to your portal reference object permanence is the name of the game more or less like everything we're doing is playing with object permanence whether it was the permanence of the water or the ice and the walls and the platforms it's all making things exist and not exist and that's how puzzles are solved and i think that's why it resonates so well Mm -hmm. Um, it's just you're playing with the concept of what is and isn't there or, you know, and sometimes you want it to be there and sometimes you need to eliminate, you know, an element that is there during a certain season. You know, especially the earlier dungeons with water. You're like, well, in all but one of the seasons, there's water here, so I need to eliminate it. 
make it go away. Yeah. It was also nice that they didn't make us juggle seasons in this. Really. Yeah, yeah. Um, just keeping it ice, although it would make more sense as we ramped up. Like, I think this would have been a better middle dungeon it, where it uses a single season and then, like, the final sort of thing uses multiple seasons. But we don't really get that even in the last area that we're going to be dealing with. Uh, we don't really see that. It is, it's more just like, this is just the ice dungeon and it kind yeah. of goes against what the, the, the themes and the, um, what you expected from the other dungeons because previous ones will be like, well, you'll use two different seasons on here that you already have. I don't know. It's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably just like making some odd complaints just no i think i think it's fall kind dungeon, of imbalanced the last one we did with the fall dungeon was was a little bit more complicated than this one yeah but yeah yeah uh yeah so we go through all of this stuff um i mean is there anything else to to point out no, on this one before we, we get to the boss yeah once we do the two pagodas we're pretty much at the end I would say the scene right after we do the two towers uh, and we go across the ice bridge and there's the gigantic platform that rises up yes. out of the water. Very cool. Yeah. So so to paint the scene, you, you're on this lake or it's a waterfall and you're in a pond and there's one seasoned stone in the center of the pond and as soon as you hit the ice tower, a gigantic spiral staircase just sprouts up out of the lake. And that's what you like ride up and use your platforms to get up to, to get up to the final area. Mm-hmm. And that was just a cool scene. It kind of reminded me of something like from the movie frozen, like, like, cause it wasn't just like a basic spiral staircase. Like there, it, there was like pillars that built it up. Like this looked like a giant platform that just had a spiral staircase in the middle of it that you sort of mm-hmm. ascended. Uh, yeah, so we go up to there, and that does start our our final uh, boss battle with the the seasoned golems. Call it like encounter, uh, or yeah. ordeal. Yeah, uh, and this was the most epic one of them. Yeah, uh, I I think it's potentially the most epic one in the entire game, including the final boss battle. Oh no, this is. This is clearly, oh, this boss fight was a labor of love for someone on the dev team. Um, as soon as we started it, I just said, oh, okay, this is where the money, uh, this is where the development for the uh, fall dungeon went. <laughs> yeah. Or the spring dungeon went, <laughs> is to this. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I would not be surprised to find out that this whole thing was made, like, first, or at least early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the designs put in here and the puzzles and everything. And then they decided to be like, well, we got to move some things around here because it doesn't really make sense. Um, we don't do anything with this stuff here and we kind of want to balance it out that way. Uh, but we fight the, I don't know, the ice bird. And it starts off with, so the bird has that uh, ice stone that we start, that we activated early on tied to it. And so it, is we cut it loose like after we're I'm trying to remember the order of things. So at some point we jump off a ledge and ride it. So when you, when you walk up to the bird, which you walk up and it looks like this spaceship alien pod almost. I thought we were going to see aliens as soon as we walked into this area because you walk in this long bridge and there's these archways and you get to the end and there's this pod and out comes the bird golem. And the bird golem is chained to one of the season uh, season sphere balls or season stone balls. And it's also like chained to the ground. So the bird flies up, you activate ice, and the staircase forms up around it. And so the bird is basically, as it's going up in the air, oh, right, right, there's yeah. a rising platform. Um, like the, the season sphere is going with it. The ice sphere is going with it. Yeah. So you, you have to, keep to up with follow that. the bird up into the air and essentially platform up and around until you get to the top. Uh, and Which it took me a while. I kept falling back down and having to restart it. I got lucky, I guess. I didn't really fall down. I fell down once. If you fall down, the, there's a mechanism at the bottom that'll drag the bird back down to the ground so you can start the tower over. Yeah. Which... 
it's an awesome boss mechanic of just you're platforming through like the air essentially to follow this bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they we do have a few of those ice crystal enemies that'll appear too that you'll have to like fight off every once in a while. And those I believe are like the triggers on certain points too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that the bird won't really go to its next phase until you take out yeah, all the little minion enemies. Because next we have this like it's kind of a chase, although really it's like Jeremy said, we're fighting little enemies and at, at points, and then mm-hmm. th- then it will progress. So we're we're sort of chasing the bird golem down. Yeah, uh, eventually we do, like, cut the chain for the bird. It flies off uh, around this giant area that we have, but it's dragging the ball behind it and creating uh, a bunch of ice platforms and stairs and things like that for us to follow along. And it was just really cool overall. Uh, I did, like, fall back at one point because I saw one of the red crystals, and I was like, Oh, hang on a second. Let me go take care of that red crystal. Then everything's going to be ice and then uh, it'll be fine. And no, as soon as I started to like walk near it, it faded to black and sort of reset that. Not all the way, but like the chase part yeah. after it's I like, cut no, it. No, no, no. It started that over You're again. supposed to chase it. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that um, later. Which this was, this was really cool, but I think it wore out quickly. Because it, you kind of, you take like two laps around in this thing Mm -hmm. and you don't, uh, before you ever actually like fight the bird, it is this follow through that kind of reminded, definitely reminded me of old school platforming games of like chase sequences. Like we have, there were a lot of these in, in the 3d, uh, action adventure games, where, you know, you just sort of follow an enemy to, like, this scripted point, and it always felt like it went on a bit longer than it needed to. Yeah. I mean, with this um, this one, like, towards the end, I was like, all right, do I even know what I'm doing, or am I just chasing Exactly. I felt I right. needed to do something, but it's really like, it was just, nope, just keep following it. Yeah. Um, after you go around basically twice... Uh, you then sort of cut free the stone completely from the bird. Then like the actual boss battle starts, it gets a life bar at the bottom. So then we actually need to figure out how we're going to do damage to it. Uh, How long did it take you guys to figure this out? (laughs) I mean, eventually I turned on the right season. It took me forever, but I remember in the group chat, I specifically told you both what's, season to use because oh, okay. i spent so long maybe it it didn't translate well maybe i was trying to well the thing is i was trying to avoid some of that oh sorry. like when i heard when i saw you guys started to talk about finishing the game and i hadn't even like because i, I we can also mention uh i think we should point out you both of you guys did have like a save issue pop up oh yeah um yeah that set you back so i made it a point to be like all right when i have three hours I'm going to sit down and I'm not going to be done until I beat this game because you guys had a a save problem and I wanted to make sure I didn't run into that. Right. Mine was just, I had to redo the horde mode from the previous one over again. Yeah. I had Um, to redo the entire ice dungeon. Uh, Yeah. It was faster the second time. Uh, Sure. Once you, once you know exactly what you need to do. Yeah. But yeah, I, I specifically texted both of you to say this is what you have to do against the boss because it took me so much time and it doesn't necessarily make sense that that's what you're supposed to do. No. I I tried no. I tried shooting it with summer because I assumed you know summer right. is the opposite. Um, yeah. If you hit it with summer, it does something, but it doesn't help. Um, <laughs> what did it I, do? It, it changes its projectiles to uh, just energy or something to that effect, I think. Yeah, it still does, like, the same damage to you. It just looks different. Yeah, okay. it looks different. It looks cool, but it doesn't stop it. Um, I thought there was somewhere I was supposed to go. I went everywhere. I thought I was supposed to destroy the red crystal, but it wouldn't let me. Um, yeah. And the answer is you have to shoot it with the slingshot, but using spring for some reason. No, it was autumn, I believe. Or was it on him? Yeah. And you have to hit it right, because I hit it with all the seasons early on, and I must not have done it right 
on autumn or or any of them. I think yeah, you have to do it when it's sitting still in the air. I think if it's like moving, yeah, you can't do anything to it. I, I think what it needed you, is some kind of signifier of like if you hit it with a specific element, like say you hit it with spring, then it would be covered in thorns and it would make it stronger or something like that. Like when you hit it with ice, it's got ice around it, but like give it some kind of element thing that sticks to it. And then I, I don't know if like if it got covered in vines when you hit it with again, spring, I, I, I thought it was I, th- I thought it was spring that you use. I it can't the, remember. Exactly. It was the red one. It was autumn. Um, yeah, I, but some kind of visual signifier as to why you're when you hit the bird with this, it falls to the ground. Because mm-hmm. we did not really get that at all. No. And so it's why I could imagine, even if you do it the first time, you don't necessarily know what you did to make that happen. <laughs> Um, that happened, that's kind of like a flashback to when I was fighting, like, the, the Minotaur guy. Uh, I didn't necessarily know how I was damaging it. Yeah, his Um, clothes falling off didn't really mean anything. No. (laughs) I was like, what did I do to make that happen? And it's kind of the same thing with this one as well. Yeah. Uh, eventually I was like, okay, if I keep hitting it with either whatever spring, fall, whichever one, uh, it falls out of the sky and then you can just run up to it and hit it with your sword. Do that a couple times, it's dead. Hooray! Yeah, do that four times, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Uh, It didn't have any, like, extra forms, necessarily. I know that there were a couple times that it took a lot longer uh, for it to go into... It it, it stayed down on the ground for a while for me. And I'm like, how do I get you to go back up into the sky (laughs) so I can knock you back down and do some damage? Come on, let's, let's hurry this up. Yeah. So, uh, you do that, you finish that off, you get the last little um, spring, or not the spring, you get the last element stone, Uh, you can break the red one, make it all ice, and be done with that there. Yep. Uh, And we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll get back, we're going to go ahead and finish Ari off. Hi, I'm Ray, and this is my friend Alex. Hi. And we do a show called No More Whoppers. Some call it corn, we call it therapy. We're adults with the virility of men. Want to hear us read snack food copy and talk about Japanese chips? Too bad! Join us every month or so on the Greenlight Podcast Network. Video Death Loop is a podcast where we watch a short video clip on loop until we just can't take it anymore. Along the way, we'll try our best to make each other laugh and to hold out longer than the other guy. You can jump in on any episode. No need to worry about continuity. Check out Video Death Loop on the Greenlit Podcast Network with new episodes every Friday. So, now that we have all of the stones... Uh, we can, we could go back to the Dome of Seasons. I made it a point to collect everything. And I think this will be a good point to talk about, like, any more notes that we had, that we had found. Because I, I, I'll just say this. I, I'm pretty sure I found all of the notes. None of it has anything to do with the game's story. <laughs> so, I, I don't know if, I can't remember if I collected all of the notes because... I collected some notes after I beat the dungeon the first time and went back with the new ability. Um, and that's when I had the save issue. So mm-hmm. my game stopped being able to save. And I thought <laughs> it had saved after um, after the dungeon and it didn't. So I collected a couple notes that I couldn't refer back to just because of the... Because I didn't have them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They... I will say we'll get to... We'll get to the ending, and the ending's a doozy. Uh, but with the notes that I did collect, when we got to the end, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That's why this was referenced in the notes, or this was referenced in the lore. It, it makes sense now. Um, Does it? <laughs> a few things do. Because, okay, so some things that stuck out to me in the stories that I read uh they, the person doing all the investigating, uh, they they talk to the the king and the queen of Astera, who we never actually get to see, uh, and they they start talking about trying to find these underground mines because of some origin 
crystals that are in there. And they also talk about how these crystals were created because basically these two gods got in a fight with each other and accidentally broke the, I don't know, the Gaia crystal or whatever you want to call it, like the origin of the world. And then they started pointing fingers at each other on who was, who actually broke it. And (laughs) so and so said like, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 there's this story of, the dark mage it sounded like the dark mage was framed as the one that caused uh the seasons to be broken up uh by the crystals where there isn't necessarily natural seasons all over the world now where seasons are just sort of stuck in certain places and a lot of it reminded me of stories of you know you you hear old greek mythology stories and stuff like that of the gods like fighting each other and playing and playing pranks on each other and this is why this happens and this this is what earthquakes are and all this stuff but a lot of it i'm just sort of like okay and then when we get to the end i'm like so none of that really mattered <laughs> and, and well maybe so maybe i didn't get all of the Maybe there were some notes I missed. So the last notes I remember getting, they kind of just talked about the actual cataclysm and what happened with the cult, the witch cult in the hills. Um, yeah. So there was there was the betrayal, and basically the, the witch cult they found the they found the season spheres, the season crystals mm-hmm. already hanging out, and um, but when they one thing they mentioned that made sense to me at the end was. The legendary warrior showed up and already knew about the season crystals, already knew how to use them, already knew all the stuff about crystals in general. And yeah. when they talk about the evil mage, the evil mage just showed up. There were things happening in the evil mage. Evil mage doesn't get mentioned, and he just pops up out of nowhere. Like, so, hey, what's up? Uh, the, another another thing uh, in the notes that I found is talking about so there was the character Hannah mm-hmm. who was a descendant of like the I don't know the ancients the the, the witch they talked about her yes and she was sort of a a a a handmaid of the the kings and the queens or something like that and they talk about how she was going to <laughs> she was going to help I don't know how to say this exactly. It sounded like the king said, hey, I want to have a prince with you. You are going to bear our prince. Oh, cool. And apparently that's like Crocus is the descendant of Hannah. So he has that blood in him where the actual king and queen of Stara didn't. Is that why the queen doesn't know. get along with Crocus? I guess. Huh. But again, they kind of just like tiptoe around this. And I'm just like, wait a second. That what that really stood out to me of being like, why would he pick her? I don't know. It, it, it was it was sort of the he, he was. She was demanded to give the king an heir. I was like, I, w- I want a witch baby. That's how we got Crocus. And that is one of potentially the reason why Crocus believes he is destined to be the true hero. Um, huh. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think maybe BCU did. I think this goes like after you hear those stories. I think there's a whole I think there's like two or three more that are like just beyond that. But as we'll see at the end of this. Who knows if any of that's actually true in this world? Um. Yeah. So, we go back to the Doma seasons. Is there anything else with the notes? No, there's too many I, of them. No, I tried to find yeah, them there's... online just so I could read them because I wasn't going to get all of them, and they're not there. No one's, yeah, no one's put that in a wiki yet. No, not not yet. Uh, I'll leave that to you, Brian. Uh... Yeah, you'll be waiting a long time. Uh, so we get told that we need to go and put these all into the the we got to go back to the desert area where the the main thing is the coordinate to summon the card the what is, is it the coordinate is that what it's called or the, the cartographer cor- it's cartographer. to summon it's to it's to summon the cartographer yeah. 
who they talk about is sort of the the weapon that can stop the evil mage, the dark mage. Yeah, but they also say something like that the guardians of the Shori or the witches of the mountain or whatever that they have been are and are currently being held captive there, like they're trapped there or something. The guardians, I. I I don't. I don't remember. It's been a little while since I played through this section. So, but it's been a couple weeks since we actually played. Through so it, yeah, so. my my notes are here and say that, but I forget exactly what reference or what that's referencing to. What what exactly the guardian said? Yeah. So we get there. We we still have the intent of summoning all of this in order to stop the dark mage. Right. Like, that is our goal. We were told that we needed to collect these items. Yeah. And that the cartographer was the thing that can stop the dark mage. Right. We go to the area that is located in the back of the desert. Yeah. Where it looks like there was like an alien spaceship that crashed into the ground. The, the, the movie Tron fell here. Sure. Something like that. We go up to there and then we get this cutscene where uh, we load up all of our crystals into the slots here. And then... Crocus shows up and Crocus is not looking great. He doesn't have any of his prince clothes. Yeah, where did he come from? He's like all beat up. He looks like the like the Pepe Sylvia version of Crocus. He's just in the mailroom pointing at boards, just (laughs) screaming incoherently. Like he looks like he's been through the ringer. Yeah. He he went from prince to pauper. For some reason. Again, his kingdom looks fine. I went back there. Yeah. It looks the same. Everything's so great. I don't know what he's complaining about. Uh, he tries to stop us, basically saying we were tricked. Wouldn't Can't say specifically. Yeah. But just saying, this is what the Dark Mage wanted. Yeah, we're playing right into his, his, his plan. Yeah. So we go and load all this stuff up. Then the Dark Mage shows up. Well, not for me. My cutscene entirely skipped. Well, let me let me describe <laughs> to you what happens. But I, I, I found I found it online. I, I watched it on YouTube. So okay, uh, the dark mage shows up and basically says exactly what Crocus just said. He's just like, "Yeah, I was tricking you the whole time. I made up the whole story of the cartographer. Uh, I made up all these legends in order to trick you to come here and to bring all the stones to me because it's what I need to open the thing." I. <sighs> I don't know. It's a, uh, it's a it's a pretty good Doom Patrol episode, yeah. He he teleports to the different spots and just picks the stones back up. Ari's trying to chase after him, and it's just like, oh, he can just teleport. I can't do anything. Yeah. So he takes them out of there, but then he, like suck him into his them. face. Yeah, he just sort of like sticks them in his his pocket, his video game his pocket, mouth pocket. Yeah. Um, it, it is the animation is kind of weird, and then and then but he, then yeah, then he says he's gonna send us back in time like a thousand years. Yeah, he says as soon as this completes, we'll be back in time, so he can actually use the cartographer, which turns out is a weapon. I mean, we always knew it was a weapon. They talked about the cartographer being a weapon, but okay, it turns out it's a gigantic golem. From from the uh, the Wild Wild West movie. Yeah, yeah. Basically, we have the giant mecha spider from Wild Wild West here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed this battle just because I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, we have this giant thing, although we really just need to do, like, you have to avoid just the middle part and kind of repeat the same steps mm-hmm. for each of the legs. So we have these giant four flat feet. That And we're in this huge open desert, and we have to basically run up to each foot, activate winter on one of the stones that are floating there, uh, keeping in mind that this thing is moving, so at any time, one of the feet will get picked up and moved around. So you got to time your jumping with that mm-hmm. properly. Throw your little pebbles on it, make some platforms, get up to the top and sort of pull out the, the little mounting piece that held that holds the legs on to the yeah, for, the golem and then like the the hinge in the middle of the mm-hmm. of the sheer surface that you're climbing. Yeah. Do you guys have any problems with this? Eh, I mean, yeah. Sometimes I fell down. Yeah, I fell down a couple times, but it, I I felt like okay, fair enough. 
I should have been paying attention. I, I had some of the the issues where we, we talked about earlier where I made a block too close to myself and it pushed me off. Um, yeah. But that was about it. Yeah. No, it, it was cool. It, it felt like a like a, a big 3D Mario game boss or you know, something you'd see in, in Odyssey. Right. Um, now, is this where we go? Yes. Okay, so then we go... Then, then right, I'm then a little we, confused about where we go from here. I mean, we we hold hands with Crocus and walk into Tron World. Yeah, and so we're going to be like inside of this giant golem for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I liked this area, although it was kind of confusing a few times because you needed things to be kind of like specific. There's a lot of rotating things around, and. And reflecting lasers. They're prisms that that split light. Right. There's a lot of moving things around. Nothing really locks right into place. And so I had a few times where I'm like, okay, I rotated this thing here. Also, whenever you rotate stuff, my camera got really weird and I didn't quite know where I was moving. (laughs) And I was like, oh, Ari's just sort of freely running around this little crank, and I just have to kind of guess, or not guess, but like broadly move her in the direction yeah. I want to spin. I mean, I didn't have too much trouble with it, but, you know, I, I could see the uh, the awkwardness of it. Yeah, I, I don't think I had those, I don't think I had those camera issues, um, except for some of the times where it's like, there's a platform really far away that you have to manipulate, and I'm just trying to angle things perfectly so I can see it in the distance. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but overall, I, um, I, I like most of the puzzles in here. Yeah, we didn't really need to use... We didn't really use our elements in no, this, right? No, no. Because we don't... Do we have... Well, yeah, we still technically have our elements. Yeah. We just don't have the magic stones that we got from the golems. Um, This one, I mean, again, it's... A lot of laser puzzles, platform puzzles... Mm-hmm. Nothing really sticks out. There's kind of just one central theme to this whole thing. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't really... I, I wasn't blown away by it like I have been on previous dungeons. Eh, it was fine. Yeah. There is one secret thing that you could get that I didn't go get because I was kind of fed up with the game at that point. <laughs> or I, I think there's something secret back there. Um in one of the rooms with the lasers and the flipping platforms, you can go off to the side. There's a path that goes off to the side of where you need to go that goes behind. Like You have to get into this big pyramid, and there's a path that goes alongside the pyramid to the back of it. And I tried to do it once and mistimed it, and I gave up. <laughs> so there's presumably something back there, but... I don't have any hope that it's anything cool. So. I, yeah, I, I may have gone back there and gotten this... something and just not, it wouldn't didn't register because it wasn't big. Yeah, I don't think anything stood out to me. It, so And it's so late in the game that I can't imagine there's anything useful. Cause it's a we plaque. Really have, after this, the game's over. There's not really anything you can do. It's a, it's a plaque with, uh, with Jeff Bridges' face on it. You're really stuck on this Tron thing. I mean, it, it really... Um, I don't know. The thing that surprises me is that I didn't think of Tron before this episode. When we get to these weird parts, I was, like, making fun of Blade Runner and stuff. They're like, no, this is Tron. Yeah. I'm still sticking with the whole Animus thing. Like, the, yeah, the that early tr- Assassin's yeah, that, Creed stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of it that reminds me of that. So, yeah, we go through all of this stuff. Um, eventually, we we get all the way through... And there isn't, I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't another battle. We just get through all of this stuff yeah. and then it's like, you did it. Yeah, some, somehow reaching the scene. end makes the evil mage like really crankers. Yeah, we get through all of this and then it just, man, this gets real confusing. So we get all the way through that and we finally find out, again, I don't know why Crocus didn't tell us this at any point. Uh, the evil mage starts starts talking about what he wants to do, but it's so sort of vague. He wants to go. Ba- he 
Ah, man. Okay. We're going to start talking about time travel here. <laughs> and this is where things get confusing. Because it if everyone does time travel differently. We all time travel differently. And the way they do it in this game, I'm just going to say, I think is bad. Because I don't think it actually makes sense. It doesn't. The entire time that this was happening, all I could think about was the Metal Gear Solid 3 time paradox thing. Um, just time paradox. Every time they talked about something, I just thought, how does this work? Yeah, so we find out that the Dark Mage is actually old Crocus. Uh, we he, he takes the mask off at some point. Or no, he was about to he was about to stop us, right? And then the then the white magic uh, hero shows up. The legendary warrior. The legendary he- warrior shows up, stops them. Which who we haven't seen since what the second dungeon? Since we got the uh, the season slingshot stone. Yeah, yeah. The second dungeon. So, yeah, yeah. And and before the battle or before the golem battle, the. Dark Mage makes a whole point about the legendary warrior isn't that legendary. I think it's, yes. there's nothing legendary about the legendary warrior. Yes. Uh, just trash talking the whole time. So my issue with a lot of this is, like I said with the notes, is that Dark Mage slash Old Crocus made up a lot of these stories. He was the one that made up all of this stuff in order to get Ari to bring the stones to him so that he could summon the cartographer. No, I, well... Or something? Because he said he made up the story about the cartographer. Or that he made up the story that you need these stones to fix something, and he's like, no, I just wanted the stones. But yeah, he he does say that the, he tricked the Guardians into to doing sending you on this mission or something. Yeah. But... The legendary warrior, whose identity will soon be revealed, is the one who actually, I, I think is the one who actually went around and, like, founded the, I thought that was the person who went around and founded the lore with the, what's his name, the wise, like, the first... Algernon? Dude. Algernon, yeah. Okay, so they're, they're buddies? I thought that was the Dark Mage. I, I thought the, the Dark, Dark Mage? Mage was the one orchestrating all of this stuff, because... They've been traveling. I don't know if we're in if we're in the present or the past or the future in all of this. I assume because we're dealing with old Crocus that we're in. I don't. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. So there's the time <laughs> of the cataclysm. There's Ari's childhood, and then there's future where Crocus goes evil. So we are in Arya's childhood. There are events that happen in the future. So at some point, Crocus goes evil, travels back to the time of the Cataclysm, and starts that whole deal. Then gets locked up by the legendary warrior for a thousand years in the vault. In In the time vault. Yes, we forgot about the time vault. Well, they just sort of, in my experience, they just are like... Out of nowhere where they're like, Crocus, you're bad. You're going in the time vault. And it's like, what's the time vault? And then the time vault comes out of the ground. And it's just, it just feels like it's out of nowhere. Even after I made a point to read all these notes after you guys saying, I felt like I was missing something because maybe I didn't read all the notes. So it's like, all right, guys, I'm going to make a point to read all the notes. Yeah, and even no. I still got there was like, what is going on right now? It's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ari seems to think she knows, which that's great because someone should know. I I don't. I think the weirdest thing is they're about to put Crocus back in the time vault. Evil Crocus back in the time vault. And Ari s- says he served his time, which theoretically he has served his time. It's been a thousand years. But it was a thousand years and then he tried to murder us all again. <laughs> well, what happened is that young Crocus... Well, young Crocus defended Ari and tried to protect her. So then they're like, look, this Crocus is actually good. Isn't there a chance that this 
old the the dark quote unquote dark mage old crocus has good in them and then the legendary warrior is like maybe you're right because oh yeah because young crocus sacrificed himself because he knew that he would become the dark mage and intentionally locked himself in the time vault which is so dumb because he hasn't even done it yet which time paradox if crocus knows that he's going to be evil and he's going to become the dark mage and pre like preemptively locks himself in the time vault for a thousand years shouldn't the dark mage disappear well, that's if you're doing Back to the Future time paradox stuff. Wait, that's when you're looking one, it at seems the... like they're just they're fighting throughout the ages. Like they're just jumping through time and fighting each other. And now this is old. this is closer to like Terminator time travel. If you, well, if you but if you could freely go anywhere, which Terminator? You yeah, can well, only Termina- go in the... Terminator Genesis. That's just a is uh, that is that the one? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that. Did they change? The I think rule? that's the one where yeah, all, all of the timelines start to converge with each other or something i don't know at some point i thought the legendary warrior said she's like see he sacrificed himself and she's like no like that doesn't change anything right and yeah so they go through all of this and then then she's like okay maybe you're right maybe maybe i should let the dark mage go and the dark mage is like thank you ari i have seen the error of my ways and then he leaves, and sucker, right? Huh? Like throws a smoke bomb in your face and runs out the door. Yeah, it's one no, of those I mean, situations. He... <laughs> like, you know, he bailed. He, he was leave... like, ha gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. And, and so we still, even at this point, I was just like, well, obviously the legendary warrior's Flynn. No. We've been looking for our brother this whole time. Right. So then <laughs> the legendary warrior is trying to teach Arya a lesson about the importance of enjoying your childhood. Yeah. Where, or at least learning further from your parents. Yeah, listen to your parents. Don't eat candy after 7 p.m. Uh, <laughs> always brush your teeth before bed. Uh, she just gives this, I don't know, weird after-school special sort of talk in a way. Like your, your dad has just, more secrets that you're going to need to learn in order for you to like go on to be uh, a strong, powerful guardian or something. Yeah, it isn't true. Like your so, brother's still out there, but you gotta, you gotta yeah, level up before you go meet him. Yeah, yeah, you gotta. Yeah, your parents. You need to. You need to train more before you can go find your brother. So go see your parents. Yeah, at some, at some point, the dark mage says, "Oh, Flynn is here right now. It's just a matter of when." Yo, he could have been. He could have been here yesterday. He could have been here tomorrow. He could have been here any. I mean, this is like this unstuck in time sort of. Because I'm coming at it from more of a like Slaughterhouse Five, where it's just like I'm, you know, we've been all over time, so it doesn't really matter how old we are. We're just we're just fighting. Seeing the evil, you know, the legendary war and the evil mage have been fighting each other throughout time, so it doesn't really. (laughs) What is now? That doesn't really matter. So. Yeah, they go through all of this, and then Ari asks the Legendary Warriors, uh, like, what's your name? And then the Legendary Warriors like, no time, you gotta go back home, and then, like, Ooh. teleports her back home. Ooh, we, we just and ran then, out. And then she takes, and then the Legendary takes off their mask and says, my name is Ari. Credits! And then a, and then a choir is like, Ari! Ari! <laughs> it was such a quick, like, like, cut to black title screen that I just laughed my butt off for a good minute of this is where that is how they're ending it and I I don't know man this was weird well as soon as um, as soon as time travel came into the into the picture I knew that the legendary warrior was Ari because of the notes they made the whole point of the legendary warrior knew all about the crystals and everything before they showed up. And I realized, oh, okay, well, if we can travel through time, maybe future Ari is going to go back in time to do whatever. Or I thought maybe we're about to go back in time. What I thought was going to happen as soon as I mentioned time travel was we're going to go back to the cataclysm and Ari is actually going to intervene. Like, child Ari is going to intervene and stop the evil mage. And so the story that Ari grew up 
hearing was a story about her. Like you, so a story about her sense. going back in time and stopping the cataclysm. So you, you made it kind of like actually make sense, sort of. <laughs> it would have it would have tied the story in like, oh, here's where the circle begins and Yeah. And you know So Ari would realize I don't know what the name of the trope is, but would you realize that you were the person? What's that thing? Uh, la jete. Yeah, la jete. Basically, that's what I thought was going to happen. Uh, 12 Monkeys? Have you seen 12 Monkeys? It, a long time good ago. Movie. Oh, man, I got to rewatch. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. You should, yeah, you should watch that one again. That one, that one uh, that's probably what I would have watched if things had turned out differently this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, 12 Monkeys is based off of a short film called La Jete, which is about a guy who tra- ends up traveling through time uh, and he sees himself murdered. Like, as a child, he saw himself die because uh, he saw a man get shot. And then in the future, he realizes the dude who got shot is him after he's traveled through time. So I thought it was going to be a La Jete situation where Ari travels back in time, saves the world, and then the story she heard about... The legendary warrior saving the world was really just her. So mm-hmm. I thought we were going to get to go back in time and do like cool boss fights, which theoretically we did. Um, go back in time I, and I, save I, the yeah. world, but... What I got from this ending is that really it's just opening up for a sequel. Yeah. So I'm... If... if I hope that... Oh, I enjoyed this game enough that I would love to hear a sequel get announced for this. I guess Ari and the Secret of Ages. Yeah. If they're... We called if it they're, if they're sort of... The first or second episode, I think, of... Uh, yeah. Of a time travel sort of thing. Um, I think... I would I would love to see more puzzles from, from these guys here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll take the puzzle. I think story-wise, they should spend a little bit more time of, like, incorporating whatever narrative they're going to do in the actual, like visible game as opposed to just having notes that tell about people we never actually meet well we'll meet them in the sequel my impression is this is all stuff that got cut especially when you get into the the final battle and the cut scenes around it where ari talks about how she's seen the legendary warrior along the way and you realize oh there were supposed to be multiple cut scenes where you ran into the legendary warrior and we only got yeah. one yeah she um, says that like you know i was there helping you the whole way yeah so that was supposed to be a thing where we dropping in and out of your time to help you. Yeah. It would have been cool if we saw like during the end credits, uh, little scenes of the legendary warrior in the background doing a thing that we just didn't, you know, what? we, we get to a place and something's already been taken well, care of. They're working on some like assignment Ada DLC. So <laughs> I'll, I'll take it, man. Yeah. Like I want, I want to play, I just want to play more of these puzzles from these guys. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. Um, honestly, give me another game from you guys that don't worry about the story. <laughs> just make a big, like, open world puzzle platformer sort of thing. Like, I just, I love that. I feel the same. I mean, I, I think the story would have been fun, fun if they had more time. I just think at the end of the day, there wasn't time or there wasn't money and things had to get cut and if they got to do if they got to realize their vision maybe we would be singing a completely different tune as far as the story and character development but the puzzles we saw were awesome and i just want more mm-hmm. yeah 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 and like the story that we did get was fine i think it just it needed to be tightened up a little bit and uh we needed to like actually have a we needed to know kind of what was going on. Yeah, they like like you said, BC. They they I'm sure there was an original vision that they had of what they of the full story they wanted to tell with this. They just weren't able to necessarily wrap that up in the world that they put together at the time. Mm-hmm. So I I wouldn't be surprised if like the notes things were just the last thing that they really put in to just be like, well, we have all this stuff that we wanted to do, but. It doesn't really make sense, so let's let's put some filler into here and sprinkle it around as they go. Um, yeah. Anything? Anything else? Yeah, it, it, I mean, pretty solid. I mean, I, I'm I'm excited for what they do in the future. Um, my RE experience was a little bit tainted by 
the saving issues and just some of the technical issues, which mm -hmm. may be resolved in the future. They could be resolved right now as we're speaking, and I just don't know. Um, but I would definitely play another Modus Games game. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, For I sure. agree. Well, that wraps up, I guess. Uh, Ari and the Secret of Seasons. Yeah, it was fun. Yay. That's 19 games down, guys. There it is. For our next season, uh, we're going back to Zelda. We're going to be playing The Minish Cap Woo! on Game Boy Advance. Uh, you can get that game currently on the Wii U. Uh, or if you are an ambassador on the 3DS, you could do that. Uh, uh, if you if you don't have a Game Boy Advance with you with the the old cartridges, I do. Those are some of the options that you have right now. If you were a 3DS uh, ambassador, did you have to download it like in the beginning, or could you? Oh no, I can still download it anytime uh, I want. I mean, I got my little certificate. I had to track down somebody who's a 3DS ambassador. So. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, for that game, we're just going to be playing up to the first dungeon. Just get in there, play it, beat the first dungeon, and we'll talk about it on Channel of the Wild! Huzzah!